it's the weekend. Thank God it's Friday and it's your favorite podcast, Healthy Minded Talk. Hmm, my name is Joy, and on this week's episode, which is our very first, Tommy and Daniel will talk about issues around the coronavirus and how the last six months have been. From social distancing to masks to vaccines, 5G conspiracy theory, plus independence, they just stick around, guys, and enjoy. Hello, hello, thank God it's Friday, and welcome to Healthy Nigeria Talks. My name is Tumi, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about very interesting stuff. Interesting stuff that have been happening around in the past few months, and how as a people we have held up together. And to dive in here with me with these interesting topics, I have my friend, Danny. Welcome, Danny, to Healthy Nigeria Talks. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I hope it's going to be a great time. Alright, welcome Danny, welcome Danny. It's, it's a very exciting day actually. Uh, even though I woke up to some pretty not so good news, not so good news, about the president of the United States of America who just tested positive to COVID-19 together with his wife. It's people like the, the most powerful people in the world getting positive with COVID-19. Yes, uh, according to New York Times, the president came out after he has spent months playing down on the severity of the outbreaks that has killed over 207,000 persons in the United States, and hours after insisting that the end of the pandemic is in sight, his result came out Friday morning. Early, early Friday morning, according to Washington's Post, uh, the President Donald Trump revealed that he and the First Lady Melania Trump had tested positive for the coronavirus through the nation's leadership into the uncertainty and escalating the crisis posed by the pandemic, which has already killed over 200,000 United States yeah. citizens. That's, that's, really, that's really interesting. Like we all know, the United States has been like the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic, and it's really become a political issue there. And I think Trump is fighting the political, car- political battle of his career right now, trying to keep the presidency. And they trust New York Times with their with their leftist views against Donald Trump. They said how he has always been playing on the pandemic and how he has, is now infected. And if we bring it back home, remember how in Nigeria we had some of our leaders, some governors, we had the chief of staff, the president, testing for COVID-19. So probably this is just a sign that we need to still keep our head up. Yes, yeah, we, still, we, still, we still need to be careful. Like mm-hmm. I've heard a couple of persons say, oh, coronavirus has gone. <laughs> <laughs> But mm. it's still out there, it's still devastating, it's still ravaging the health of people. So we all just got to be careful, keeping the social distance, washing our hands, sanitizing our hands properly, going out with your face mask and all. So so since you're talking about the coronavirus pandemic, since we're already into the topic, like the last six months, what do you think stood out for you as regards how, how we in this part of the world responded to the pandemic? Like, well, what stood out for you? Uh, I'll start by saying we responded to the coronavirus pandemic with fear True. and with great shock. Uh, getting towards the middle of March, 
you could see the panic everywhere everybody was scared panic buying trying to stock up the houses people buying different things stocking their homes with food stuff with the panic was real the fear was real the, the panic to buy vitamin c the yeah. azithromycin to buy chloroquine it was, it was crazy, man. And the price just kept going up. Sanitizers, face masks. Face masks that bought for about 490 naira as of January 2020. Sold for up to 12,000 naira in Nigeria. Yeah, that, was, that was crazy, man. So basically, some people, some, people, some people really bought cars or, that was really crazy. or made good money from this coronavirus pandemic. Exactly. exactly. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> then do you remember the 5G conspiracy theory? What do you think? How did you Well, <laughs> how about that? That 5G conspiracy theory, it, it came like like a projectile, a projectile article. It came from low, went to the peak, and then crashed down. It's crazy. We had some politicians talking about it, buying into the theory. We even had some religious leaders yes, yes, buying into yes. the theory. And they explained it so well. And, well, I'm not negating the fact that they talked about it. There could still be an iota of truth in it, true, but we never true, know. We never true, know. True, we true, never know. True, so, true. we still keep our heads up and know what's really up and maybe in the nearest future we're going to find out true where what the 5g is all about and mm-hmm. the effect the pros and the cons of it i'm sure i'm sure yeah. i'm pretty sure we're going to have a podcast where we'll talk particularly about this 5g and and delve into the matter from an expert point of view and from the health point of view it's really important because truly we are moving from 4g to 5g and that transition is bound to happen Yes. Surely it's bound to happen. happen. So talking about the coronavirus and the lockdown, the lockdown episode and lockdown period, you you the, you know we talked about how we just responded with fear. Yes. Yeah. Do you think do you think we were too afraid or that fear was justifiable at that point? Do you think we we're too cautious or you feel like okay, we're just responding normally, especially when we didn't have so much information? Okay. Well. No, the hu- the human nature is co- uh, pro-preservative. Hmm? Pro- what do I mean by pro-preservative? We always, always, always want to preserve ourselves, want to preserve our lives, because we know that, okay, even aside us, there are lives of people that depend on us, so we always want to preserve our lives to to keep ourselves safe. But also, I think in that, in that case, I don't think we responded with too much fear. But I think we responded with appropriate discernment and took proper action. Though, for that first period of three months, it was really necessary and it, it worked. I think it worked in helping to at least keep down the the the, the growth of the pandemic in this side of the world. Today is Friday, actually. And if there's one thing that we agree with, that it was really affected during the pandemic was sports. Yes, 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 yes. So, ah. how was this for you? Like, man, that period where there was no football and other sports, you could see that Fridays, weekends are coming, not, there's nothing to look forward to for the sports lovers. No La Liga, no Serie A, no Premier League, and the Champions you see, League. Ah, you see, everybody just indoors. I, I'm sure Netflix, Netflix would have gotten the best out of the, that period because many sure. persons were into Netflix, watching movies, trying to keep themselves busy, trying to remain sane. You know, boredom could, could be really something. Yeah, that's true. Boredom can be boredom can be a serious issue because that period of the, pan, of the pandemic, a lot of people were indoors, weren't going out, weren't going, going for outings, 
cinemas were closed. Even restaurants where people sit down and relax and have yes. fun were closed. Can only can only people just pass and buy food and go. I think, so I think I can even call the coronavirus anti-social virus. <laughs> sure, it was. It came with social distancing. Social distancing. in your house, no meeting people, no shaking, no hugging, no nothing. Oh my God! Stay wow. at home. Stay at oh, home. But man, it's a social thing. We needed that, but but I'm I'm sure by now we will understand and know the importance of being social and having people around us. I'm sure. Thankfully, thankfully now we now have football back. Even though football is not back to normal, like with the fans in the stadium, we have football back. Some leagues are having limited number of fans. Fans Some are not having fans, but at least football fans they make do with have bread and nothing. I'm the PPL you, is back, exactly. Liga is back. At least you can watch it with animated sounds and <laughs> yeah. you still enjoy yourself. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> animated sounds, very funny. I remember the first game that was played then. Was it Borussia Dortmund that one team that played where someone scored yes, and, yes, yes, and yes. could not touch his player? And he was just, just like, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But I think it, it really shows that we can actually adjust to a lot of things. But the good thing is, even with social distancing, we're always encouraged to still keep in touch with our friends, even though we're not seen face to face. We always find a way to connect with those that we care yeah, about and, and keep. Let's talk about this about government response. I, mean, I like talking about government and how they react at such times. We, we both know that our health system is not so up to power, up to standard. And that's one issue that we'll be talking about in this podcast again and again and again. So, how you gauge government's response to the pandemic? How you gauge how well they responded to to this? Well. At the onset of this pandemic, uh, I would say the government was not proactive. You know, as a leader, mm. one has to be proactive. That's one very good attribute of a very of a good leader. You have to be proactive. You see, uh, when we started hearing about the out the coronavirus outbreak in the Western worlds, there were signs that okay, it will come here if people keep traveling out and traveling in because true. People are the carriers of the, of the virus. So, if the government had, at that instant, instituted some regulations or policies, brought down some lockdown rules for international flights and the rest of it, and stopped people from coming coming in from those uh, pandemic region, as a then, I think it would have, it would have really done a whole lot in curbing the spread of the virus in Nigeria, mm. especially. Because most of the persons in the UK, in Europe, and other parts of the world who were in contact with the virus and didn't know, they were trying to run away, actually. Mm. So they ran and brought the virus to us and mm. spread it apart. I think if the government had made that decision earlier mm, to close down to close down the borders, mm, put more checks. the airways and the waterways, putting mm. those checks, I think it would have really gone a long way through. True. True the number of infected persons in Nigeria. True, true. And, and basically, I, I think for when it comes to governance and policy in healthcare, it's really, this pandemic also showed how much work we have to yes, do. Yes, yes, yes. Putting up our healthcare system. We really have a long way. How, how I wish some of our leaders would have to go to learn about policy, governance, healthcare, and all of that, because it's really shaping our healthcare in the future. I think we should go and learn from countries like Germany. Yeah, that did a good job. They did a really good job. Did a good job with the pandemic. Did a good job with the pandemic because the pandemic came suddenly. Even though they had very good health systems, it it affected them. Yes, so probably maybe we not having so many cases. I don't know if I can call it a stroke of luck 
Because or, trust me, if we had a huge surge of cases, I don't know like how we would have handled it. I think Nigeria would have probably ended by now. We wouldn't have been celebrating independence, independence like this. since 30 years yesterday. <laughs> Before we go to independence matter, I want us to talk about the vaccine issue. Okay. You know, we're, we're told that, experts have said that it will take about 18 months to 2 years to get a vaccine. Yes. And from what we have seen, it's looking like coronavirus is not going away so soon. Mm. So it's only a vaccine that will really put us at, at ease with regards to the virus. So then, just a little in line with the 5G conspiracy theory, we heard a lot about... Okay, let me put it this way. Bill Gates was vilified a lot in some media circles, on social yeah. media. It was vilified a lot because it was believed that he had a hand in the pandemic, like it was part of a ploy to sell a vaccine to the whole world and probably impute something to people's bodies. And if you remember, there was a TEDx talk that Bill Gates gave about five years ago where he said the next pandemic, we are not ready. That that talk, the number of views for that talk spiraled and went up during this pandemic. Many people were now trying to link Bill Gates with the, with the pandemic and okay. the virus and all. What okay. do you think? I think that Ted talk talk gave five years ago. Um, he was he was looking into the future actually mm. because I believe he's he's a, he's a philanthropist and he knows that whatever happens to the health of the of the world of the earth, in quotes, it will really boil down to him helping because he's one of the richest man in the world according to Forbes. Yes. And majorly, whenever something like that comes up, he's a philanthropist who's interested in improving people's health. So I think people just misguided and misinterpreted that talk and gave it a different meaning. And him sponsoring vaccines or trying to, to make sure things get better. And him and, and spreading theories and yes. trying to link trying to link stuff that are not really related to yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. Trying to bring w- up conspiracy theories. I wonder how he would have felt reading such. Well, I, I think being a leader like he is, he would have expected that so it wouldn't take him by surprise true. or anything yet. True, true, because true. over the years while growing up in the early 2000s, people were even calling, uh, placing him among the Freemasons and the rest of them. that, not, yes. And so I, I don't think it would really bother him. But if mm-hmm. if he's really focused on what he's doing, trying to make the world a better place, and there are, there are, there are a group of persons who also who are also saying that he wants to reduce the world population. Mm. But how, how how do we how, how do we believe that when he sponsors uh, HIV drugs? To make people well, mm. and then you see, once we did what it was a huge part of the fight against polio in polio. Africa. Ah, come on, think about it. Think about the Nigerian it. government think even tried to take advantage, tried to take credit for all that. But truly, the guess was behind the huge, the tremendous work that was done in eradicating polio in Africa. I think people should learn to see the good in others, at least, and not just generalize and probably do more research into people before taking what they see on social media exactly hook line and same car some person who just go online just see the first line on google and then boom they'll start sharing on, on every media twitter instagram whatsapp yeah. wherever they find them uh, and, uh, and it's really easy to spread fake news now exactly. during the coronavirus pandemic we had such issues if i matter was shared like that by many people because they just easily believed it yes. just like some process so drug cures corona so so vaccines now available for corona and all that but I think as a people, we need to do more research. We need to, when we see it, when we see anything in the news, in the news, we need to do, go further and do more research. Yes. October first, okay. Happy Independence Day, Nigeria! <laughs> happy Independence Day to Nigerians all over the world. All right, all right. Some people are already 
actually upset that nobody should wish them happy. You know? Exactly. Like they're upset. Exactly. So uh, for you, it's been 60 years of nationhood. 60 years of nationhood. Where do you think we are as a nation? Okay, before I go into that, I'd just like to say something. Yesterday I heard a few persons say, just wish me happy new one. Don't say happy, happy independent. And in my mind I'm like, okay, you should be independent by yourself. That's what I thought first. Wishing me happy independence is like wishing me not me as a nation per se, but wishing me myself. So I didn't see the good in or the sense in people saying, don't wish me happy independence. Well, it's a good thing. If they want to remain slave, they should remain slave. For mm. me, I'm independent and mm. I'm, I'm moving up. I, I I guess it's more of people being upset with how things are in Nigeria. So, like, like there was someone that was telling me how a man was very upset because some people wearing white and green. Mm. Like, it, it was just peace. I started insulting them. Someone <laughs> telling me, oh, God, please relax. It's not them. Like, they're the one that's poisoning like, It's not, it's not yes, their fault. Yes. But I think, really, really, you know, about 60 years is quite a long time. But really, I think there's a lot of dissatisfaction with how far we have gone on the nation. On Twitter, I saw someone comparing and talking about how I mean, America is only 44 years that we are 60, that we shouldn't be too, too far away. But come off it, how about countries that are less than 60 and are doing far better? How about countries in Southeast Asia, even here in Africa, that are doing a lot better? I think it all boils down to leadership. 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 leadership, leadership, leadership. If, you know, there exists in leadership that when you go up there, you you have you have the the knife and you have the yam. It's just for you to shape mm. and peel the yam the way it should be, mm. and for you to decide not to peel it and do whatever you want with it. I think if the leaders do what is right, it's not necessarily about money. If you do what is right, little by little, little by little, I think things will start getting better, and then the good. Will just grow up. Mm. True, true, true. So I, I think basically, in as much as we are not satisfied with what the country is, I think we need to recognize the role we have to play. We have to be positive. We have to believe that okay, we can turn this around. Yeah. We're not going to wait for our foreigners to come and turn our country around. Exactly. We're not going to wait for current couple of leaders to do miracles. We are, we ourselves must get into the get into the game and insist on the kind of country that we want. And that's why for me, if I will have any message to young persons like me yesterday, to be like, go join a political party. Let's yes. shake the tables. Let's turn this thing around. Let's get let's, in let's there. Learn this thing. Let's get in there. Let's get in there it's and make things really happen. Because I think we can't keep lamenting and complaining. We are the solution. We are the solution. We can we can we can turn this around. And for me, I think like they've basically made our let me say if that's it, they've sold our own future, but we have to secure the future of our own children. Right? That's, that's what it seems exactly. like right now. So because you just you just see yourself, you ask yourself, which which aspects of the economy can I where can I do well? Mm. You learn so much about there. For example, I can say, okay, I'm in health, I learn about health policy, learn about health governance, advocacy, and the rest of it. When I'm done with that, yes, I start putting these ideas into, into the leader's mind, start bringing out those ideas to help develop the health sector. So, so it is for other persons in the engineering engineering session and what have you, the the, poly, the governance and other sectors of the country as well, economics and prosperous growth of the country. So I think it all depends on, it all boils down to we identifying the areas where we think, okay, I can fit into this, this is my field, 
let me improve on this field let me learn more about these things how to make this field right and then go into that go into go into it like into politics or into the parties and try to initiate this change actually this change we yes. early we can and we must like the future relies on us yeah. and i think that's what we're going to sign out today on this podcast with the message of hope and calling up on every nigerian to see this time at the time where we can reflect on how well we have contributed individually and how much more we can do yeah. to make our constant better it's the weekend and i'm sure the weekend is going to be exciting we're going to have more matches we're going to have time yes, to relax yes, time yes, to step yes, out with yes. our friends and have fun so here on the i want to say have a nice time stay safe keep staying safe bye for now I'm sure we all had a wonderful time with Tommy and Daniel. It was interesting and enlightening. Mm. See you next time on the next episode. I'm still Joy and this is your favorite podcast, Hell the Ninja Talk. Bye! <laughs>